Blog Talk Radio. The True Israelites with your host, the Seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Live, Radio. 
Worldwide International Radio Broadcast is now on the air. I be your host by name, your seer, Israel of C-Royal. We're doing a series called C-Royal, the Nobles of Yadda. Clean house. Fix the blame. Solve the problem. That's what we're trying to do six nights a week. Fix the blame. Solve the problem. The blame is you. Yeah, you. You're the blame. And you are the problem that got to be fixed. Got it? Good. We're going to bring our elder in on the international side. We see plainly that it is flashing over 900,000 strong and counting. What's that WCC? We're not going to tell you exactly how many. Okay, well, that's on you. Well, what can we do now? We're over 900,000 strong on the international side all over the world, so a lot of information will be revealed through the six anointed camps called Voices of the Two Israelites and how we kick all broadcasts off is bring our elders. Our elders, Mr. Kills Israel, she royal. and he'll tell you all about the broadcast, and we'll see if we get something going on on the top part on tape number nine. So when you meet the elder with a loud voice, you say, Elder, Mr. Kills Israel. And Yaqua bless you, see Israel, see Israel, hallelujah, Yaqua. Hallelujah, Yaqua, Elder, one thing we do know, the box tail been lit, the curtain air went up, and time is not in our favor, so we got to do our part and treat every time we come to these broadcasts like as our last, because we can't be your last, you never know. So we got to be telling for Yaqua, he will ask you one question, but the the angels are already have your record. Did you get me right? I gave it all all I got. He's okay, we're gonna find out shortly. So that's the way we gotta approach every every broadcast, every time we're in the book, give it all you got. We could be your last. So they'll take the time and take care of this national audience, they already for you. And we're gonna see can we get up something going on with some herbal tea while you are uh, Taking care of your part of just as y'all watch take nine, you and the clock come out. Well, once again, y'all bless you, see you, Israel. And thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast among a cast of over 900,000, as you say. And that's a good thing because when we know that there's a lot of people that are hungry for the word of Yaqua, this is what we can give them, the word. And it's best that they do uh, that word in the book of Shirah, chapter 6, verse 6. It says, be at peace with many, but yet have one counselor over a thousand. And this is what we do. Because in the rock, chapter 11, verse number 8, what it says, Answer not, before thou have heard the cause, neither interrupt men in the midst of their talk. 
reading 35 and 36, we're going to add that to it. 35 says, be willing to hear every Yahweh discourse, and let not the parables of understanding escape thee. 36, and if thou see a man of understanding, get ye behind unto him, and let thy foot wear the steps of his door. And that's what should happen each and every broadcast. Everybody should be anxious to get to the time when we start our broadcast at 6 p.m. on a regular basis. And on the high part of the Sabbath, we will give you that time in just a minute. And this is why we're here to help guide you through these dark times of bad teaching, loud bumps of gums, and Christianity. We're excited to let you know that we welcome and thank all of you for attending another live broadcast of Yahweh's ministry. We actually come to you live and open to you always a new and exciting topic from the King James Bible. And first and foremost about Yahweh's work, learning how to connect the books, your health, and things that you should eat and keep in the Sabbath days. We do this because you have not. And this is the information you came to seek and have to look no farther. You've now found that in the voices of the Israelites, right of Yahweh. As I said before, we're open unto you on the normal days from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And those days are Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Having no class on Tuesday, but we do have a Sabbath class. And the top part of the Sabbath, that time is Friday, from 7.30 to 10.30. And the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. We have a temple class at 12 p.m. and an online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until our temple members desire to leave. Now, we also have a website address. To use this, open up any search engine, anywhere in your smart device. And on that search line, enter tribeyadah.com. After click enter, look for tribeyadah.com. Dash Israelites. When you do that, you'll see a big line. And one of the choices that you will see under that line is tithes and offerings. Click PayPal and follow the instructions. On any other device, you might see menu. But after that, clicking that, you'll still see choices. Still choose the tithes and offerings. In doing so, remember what we all read in the book of Psalms. Chapter 96, verse 7, and verse number 8. 7 says... Give unto the Yahweh, your tenants of the people. Give unto the Yahweh glory and strength. Eight, give unto the Yahweh the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, to remember that Yahweh loves that you'll forgive. And the donations that's given to this ministry is greatly appreciated that you give according to the Bible scriptures which are read in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30, and read once again in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. Time to keep this ministry, bringing you, thus says Yahweh, live. Also for building the school, as I said many times before, which I can see is very well needed, a banquet hall, radio station, and land to grow the health foods we continue to speak of on this program, Hallelujah, Yahweh. Also while there, check out our calendar. That calendar is here, there to keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year. We also have a live program. This feature is available 
only during our live broadcast time. To get there, just put in three words, Dakwa Radio Live. And after clicking it, look for Voices of the Trizolites, Tribe of Yada, and click the red live button as soon as it appears. You will be right into our live online broadcast. We also have a few numbers you can call with Yakwa in mind. The first is our live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This will be our international number where you can call and leave a message on those scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by any one of the six anointed camps of Yakwa's ministry. But, in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach. You'll only hear a discouraging click followed by a dial tone. Also, by calling the same number, you can order what our members know as the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it promptly. And another note we'd like to ask as a reminder. Please do not contact the seer via email, phone, or text before broadcast or afterwards. As you might imagine, he's usually pretty busy with the WCC. The New York Station stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, can answer many memos that most of us are seeing. But even now, in addition to that, the Latter day Saints. So please use the international line of 224 600 5579. And if that question is legit, you will receive a call back. Unless you're called trying to teach, you will only hear a discouraging doubt on Now, if you happen to miss the beginning of today's program, you can always catch the entire recorded show at 9.15 p.m., except Fridays. That program plan will be repeated after 10.30. Just enter three words, Yaqua Radio Live. Look for Voices of the Truth Life Tribe of Yadah. Choose the program that you were late logging into, or at that point, any previous day that you would like to listen. Now, during our normal broadcast, normally we are transmitting simultaneously on Peltop. It can be logged in by your phone, tablet, or computer. Now, currently, your smartwatch. Just make sure you've downloaded the Peltop app. We will be listed under ethnic group, African American. Look for Voices of the Trizolites, Tribe of Yada. Your final room will hold 50 or more listening participants. Where Yaqwa's Word will also be working for your Bible education. And online now, to answer the on-the-table topics we discuss during our broadcast will be Elder Mr. Tibbs Israel, along with the Seer Israel, writing and shotgun. During this time, we'll be taking no comments off the topics, or any more than two text questions answered at one time. And if one talk ends before teaching time, our teaching will be continued on Pal Talk. Talk will be with you all. We keep giving a reminder that when we're giving the scriptures to speak right as here, remember to be quick to hear and slow to speak so the words of Yahweh will flow smoothly, remembering that we're online with hundreds of thousands of listeners. Actually, over 900,000. That's a lot of listeners that came to hear the words of Yahweh and not that of confusion, as we've given a reminder in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. 
As I said before, we keep scriptures in mind when doing this. But when you find those that are trying to win the bump the dumps contest, those are the ones that miss all of Yahweh's work, which is said unto them. Because here we are rehearsing the righteous act to learn the words of Yahweh, as we're told in St. John, chapter 14, verse number 26. So we can start to do exactly that. We will pass our program back over to our seer in Israel and say, all right, Yahweh. All right, there, Yahweh. Hallelujah. Yahweh, that's excellent part. And I have a little memo, not a memo. Uh, the brother sent me a little promo on how him and his better hand operate by understanding that he uses a protocol to everything. So I guess we'll play a little bit of what he just left here. And we'll see which way it goes. Then we'll see who all will be on stage for the ninth episode. But his brother going to send a promo on how he and his better half operate. So we want to listen to it, and then we'll see. Let's see what Yahweh have us go that way or whatever. We just, let's hear him first, and then we'll go from there. Let's see what. What he got to say, promo, then we'll take it from there. So let's see. What has he got to say? Right, the southern parts of the United States. So what they did about where the transatlantic slave trade, but they came to America in other ways, and I'm about to show you. Okay, well, well that's way off the topic, so we don't have to worry about that. He doesn't show us about the slave trade. We clear about the slave trade, so we'll we'll bypass the slave trade. And let's see what what else somebody got to say. We'll bypass the trade, the slave trade. Let's get another memo in here real quick, then we're gonna open the lines up and see if we get something going on. The slave trade that's gonna be way off the topic. Labor, stating all judges and city people and the craftsmen shall rest upon the venerable day of the sun. According to Wikipedia, on March 7, 321, however, Roman Emperor Constantine I issued a civil decree making Sunday a day of rest from labor, stating all judges and city people and the craftsmen shall rest upon the venerable day of the sun. Brother Jerry, the commentary is 
right. Good enough. So now, so Mother Gilmore. All right. So we open lines and see which way they're going because we did leave off a couple things that we had some cable or statement that was read yesterday based upon the coming of being orchestrated in the beginning by Yahweh. Let's see who won't we'll be all on stage first. Let's see what well, we don't know after we get just Luke twelve twelve exactly what we get going on in take number nine. All right, we see the young line. One of the young lines is ready out in the microphone. That's a great thing. The young line to come to the stage of Brother Titus. One of them up and coming teachers out of Camp One. Let's see if he's ready to put a little bass in the night episode take nine. You on the clock, come on. Uh, Brother Titus, y'all probably be just be right. Y'all probably bless you there. See Israel. Oh, Steve Hallelujah. Well, you sound very low. I'm going to make sure you sound very low. We're going to ask our elder. Did Brother Titus sound very low there, elder? Mr. Steve Israel? I heard him, but I'm going to make sure I get a second witness knowing our elder is standing back. Come on. Yeah, it sounded like he was away from his microphone. And uh, that's probably what was causing him to be low. Although he was legible, it was like he wasn't direct in the mic. The All right, well, let's find out. Come on back again, that young line. Let's listen one more time. Uh, young line, Brother Titus. Yahweh, be there, see right. Yahweh, bless you there. See Israel. Oh, see boy. Hallelujah, Yahweh. All right, yo, what's, what's your second call on that? Um, well, unfortunately, it sounds about the same. It's uh, very low. It's not muffled. It is clear, but it's very low. Very low, that young line. Very low. Very low. Let's see your sister Judith. Let's see how I'm not going to Let's see your sister Judith coming to the line. And she's going to be on stage, stage number nine. Let's find out. This is Judith, son of Yah, God, Judah. Yahweh, I beat you at Sea Royce. Hey, Yahweh, bless you, Sea Royce. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Well, you sound much louder than, than you better have. You sound much louder than he do. All right. So we're going down and we're going to see if we find the mother. And, and one thing about it, Mother Eve, she'll tell you. If you're sounding low, she'll let you know. And one thing about it, and Mother Z is always ready to tell you exactly what's going on. So she she takes whatever she's doing up under Yahweh very serious. So Mother Z, travel Mother E, Mother E, travel Yahweh, do the one of the most out of Cam One. Yahweh, be there, she's right. Yahweh bless you, said Israel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, now we heard the young line's microphone. Let's hear it one more time. Then you zero in and tell me if you're ready to do some dust head, Yahweh, and, and uh, reach 900,000 plus on the international side. 
Brother Titus, one more time. Y'all probably be there to see right. Now, mother. Now, what? What did you hear, mother? Hey, mother. Now, what did you hear, mother? It does. It sound like you way off somewhere. Not close to it. Yeah. Uh, sound like you way off somewhere and not close to it. Like, a, like on speakerphone, way away from the phone. Mm-hmm. Way away from the phone. You know, um, Mother Z, Travis, another mother out of Cap 1. What did you hear, Mother Z? Mother Z ain't, Mother Z ain't here. Okay. Well, your line, you very low, no doubt about it. So... And we're going to put you to your test right now and see how low are you. Luke, chapter 12, verse 12. Young mind, brother Titus. Let's see how you you come on tape nine. We know exactly what's going on unless WCC got their hand in it. Luke, not Luke, chapter 12, verse 12. What do you say there, young mind, brother Titus? Luke, chapter 12, verse 12. Of the righteous servant, the teacher, 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 the Verse number 12, and we're going to give it to you just like it says. In the book of Luke, chapter 12, verse number 12, it says, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. Mm-hmm. All right. Excellent. You're part on that part. So we're going to, we're going to, uh, we're going to open up come back to the young line. Maybe he might have another battery in his microphone. Right now he's very low. And it's the thing that we got to reproduce that we heard yesterday to make it real plain today. So, um, Brother Titus, let's see if we can open up at 12, 1, 2, and 3. And, um, this is real capital. If his microphone very low, we're going to have you come behind him in 12, 1, 2, and 3. Let's hear it saying in Genesis 12, 1, 2, and 3. What does it say? Microphone ain't gonna work. 
ain't gonna work for pick number nine. So pass your microphone to him, and she can even stop it all over again. So pass your microphone to Brunt Tyson, and that's how we get twelve, one, two, and three again. Genesis chapter twelve, one, two, and three. Use uh, Sister Judith Israel microphone and come again. Come on. Uh, Mr. Kill Israel, pick up that Luke. I mean, pick up that Genesis 12, 1, 2, and 3 there. Hilda. Let's see what it says in the 12th chapter, verse 1, 2, and 3. We'll come back with shortly. You'll get a little groundwork down. Elder, Mr. Kill Israel, what do we say that we can read in Genesis 12, 1, 2, and 3? In the book of Genesis, chapter 12, verses 1 to 3, one says, Now the Yahweh said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee to. And I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and thou, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. 3. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curses thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Uh So this is is a prophecy about Abraham seeing a blessing from Yahweh and letting him know that he got the blessing coming, and his offspring behind him will be having the blessing through the loin. Through the loin, you know, so let's, uh, let's precept that in Acts chapter 3, verse 24 and 25. Let's look at the Acts chapter 3, verse 24 and 25. And then we'll come back with the young line, Brother Titus. Perhaps we got the microphone of Sister Judas ready to go. And we'll continue we hear something because we're going somewhere, but we don't know where we're going. But let's precept that to the book called Acts 3, 20, make it 23, down to 25. Yeah, that's what we do. Acts chapter 3, verse 23, 24, and 25. Elder, Mr. T of Israel, you want to clock come up. In the book of Acts chapter 3, reading 23 to 25. 23 says, and it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. 24, yea, and all the seers from Samuel and whose that follow after, as many as have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. 25, ye are the children of the seers and of the covenant which Yahweh has made our fathers saying unto Abraham and in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed uh-huh. so that prophecy broke down that what was said in Genesis chapter 12 1, 2 and 3 and it was rehearsed the righteous act that that 
Righteous Act was rehearsed in 323 to 25, that you know, this prophecy was a bloodline. It had nothing to do with Jews, Jewish, Hebrews. It got something to do with the bloodline of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. So that's how you precept together, precept that, and balance it out and let you know what was told to Abraham. That was not all nations. It was all the nations that come out of the bloodline, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. You got it? Good. So now, let's, try this. let's, let's take a look at that Judges, chapter 5, 11. And this is what we all about. We all about Judges, chapter 5, verse 11. So we know you should be having Judah's microphone ready to go. And we're going to hear it real good. And 5, verse 11, and what do it say? It's in Judges 5, 11. But Titus, come out. The book of Judges, chapter 5, verse 11 reads, They that are delivered from the noise of arches unto the places of drawn water, there should they rehearse the righteous acts of Yahweh, even the righteous acts toward the inhabitants of his villages in Israel. Then shall the people of Yahweh go down to the gates, Hey, so we got to rehearse the righteous act. We come on this broadcast to rehearse the righteous act. And that that, that prophecy was told to Abraham, that young line, by Titus. How do, how do we, what is the foundation of rehearsing the righteous act in 13, verse 4 of Genesis? How do we rehearse the righteous act in 13, verse number 4? Let's see how we do it that we can read. Going to the book of Genesis, chapter 13, verse 4. Genesis chapter 13, verse 4 reads, And to the place of the altar, which he had made, there at the first, and there April, called on the name of Yahweh. That's how you, that's how you rehearse the righteous act right there. The right, the, how you rehearse the righteous act? You call on the name of Yahweh. Let's run Genesis chapter 22. There you go, line. We're going to Genesis chapter 22, 15 through 18. And Mother Eve have me the 28th chapter. Genesis 1 down to verse 7. Have that waiting on me. Genesis 21 through that Mother Eve. Had it waiting on me after the young line. Take a look at this. Genesis 22, 15 down to verse 18. So what we're doing now is rehearsing the righteous act before we get back to what we left off on yesterday. But Yahweh saying, look, take it away. I'll tell you, take it. And that's what we're going to do. What is there we can read in 22, 15 down to verse 18? Our title come up. The book of Genesis. Chapter 22, verse 15 to 18. Genesis chapter 22, verse 15 reads, And the angel of Yahweh called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time. Verse 16. And said, By myself I have sworn, said Yahweh, for because you have done this thing, as not withheld your son, your only son. Verse 17. That 
and blessings. I will bless you and it multiply. I will multiply your seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore. And your seed shall possess the gate of your enemy. I mean, the gate of his enemy. Verse 18. And in your seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Mm Mm-hmm. And all the nations he's talking about is the nation of Israel. All of them have a blessing on them. Matter of fact, all the nations of the earth have their blessing. As a matter of fact, to make sure they got a blessing, um, Sister Judith, let's make sure they got a blessing. Let's go to 49th chapter, verse 28 of Genesis, Sister Judith. Let's make sure that all the nations that coming out the lawns of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel is up on a blessing by stepping your Bible to Genesis 49, 28. So, Judas, what that say? Come on. Genesis chapter 49, verse 28 reads, All these are the 12 tribes of Israel, and, and this is it that their father spake unto them and blessed them. Everyone according to his blessing, he blessed them. Every every one of the children of Israel came out the gate foundationally wise with a blessing on them. Now, do they have it today? No, because um, they don't know who they are. Once they reach their potential, the understanding that you are the children of Israel, 12 tribes of Israel, you came out the gate with the blessing, but something happened, and I got to back up and get a preach up on that. Something happened there, and before we go to Mother Eve, something happened, and David talked about it in Psalm 83. Let's see if we can read Psalm 83, 1 down to verse 6, and, and Mother Eve picking up at verse 7 down to verse 13. Let's see what happened. Now, David is going to meet the angel. And the angel will look David eyeball to eyeball to something that we can read in 83, 1 through 6, and mother going to pick it up at 7 down to verse 13. Take your time, Elder. The world is listening to come up. That's Psalms. Chapter 8, verses 3 to verse number 6. 83. He says, 
one yes, sir. Yes, what is that in Psalm 83, 1 through 6, what it say? All right, the book of Psalms, chapter 83, verse 1 through 6. Psalms 83, verse 1. Keep not thou silence, O Yahweh. Hold not your peace, and be not still, O Yahweh. Verse 2. For lo, your enemies made a tumult, and they that hate you have lifted up the head. Verse 3. They have taken craftily counsel against your people, and consulted against your hidden ones. Verse 5. Verse 4. They said, come. And let us cut them off for being a nation, that the name of Israel be no more in remembrance. Verse 5. For they are consulted together with one consent. They are confederate against you. Verse 6. The tabernacles of Esau and the Ishmaelites of Moab and the Hagarines. Now, Israel upon the blessing. So how many nations is guilty 
are keeping this conspiracy going on even to this day that we can read. Jeremiah 50, verse 7, Mother E, let's read about it. Come on. Okay. Book of Jeremiah, chapter 50, verse 7, E. The book of Jeremiah, chapter 50, verse 7. All, all that found them have devoured them, and their adversaries said, Ye are being not, because they have sinned against the Yahweh, the inhabitants of justice, even the Yahweh, the hope of their father. So, uh, Mother E, I got a question for you. If 18 nations and 17 nations is different from the children of Israel, how many of the other nations is guilty with the conspiracy of keeping you away from knowing that you are the children of Israel, the blessed seed of the Bible? How many nations is guilty according to Jeremiah 50 verse 7? How many guilty, mother? Okay. All, uh, maybe. All the, all, all, all the 17 nations that found them, or 16 nations that found them, is guilty. So, so how, so how many guilty according to Jeremiah 50 verse 7, mother? According to Jeremiah 50 verse 7, how many nations is guilty with the conspiracy of keeping you away from knowing who you really are and your responsibility. According to Jeremiah 15, verse 7. Okay, all that found them. Mm-hmm. All so, how many? No, that's excellent, mother. I mean, all the nations is guilty. Bottom line, all of them is guilty. All of them. So there it is, Mother. You have to, just like it is, every nation that is not of Israelite is guilty. They're guilty. That's simple as that. So that's why we don't know who we are and our, our responsibilities because we don't know what we're going to be doing because things have been hid from us and you have, you're not going to hear it. Unless we bring it out. But all the nations is guilty. Now let's go back to that Genesis mother. And now we now I need that twenty eight one through seven. We find out all the nations is guilty. Now bring it now now I'm gonna bring it out. Let's see what, what the foundation says. So in Genesis twenty eight, one through seven now, mother. Take your time and let's let's see your week. Take that business in the 28th chapter of Genesis 1 through 7. Come on. Thank you, thank you. Genesis chapter 28. Yeah, hold on, Mother. Genesis chapter 28, verse 1 to 7, verse 1. 
And Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and taught him and said unto him, Thus shall not take a wife of the daughter of Canaan. Verse 2. Arise, go to Padanaran, to the, to the house of Bethel, thy mother's father, and take thee a wife from the from thence of the daughter of Laban, thy mother's brother. Hold up one moment. Why did he tell them? Why did he tell them that, uh, Sister Judith? In the book of Tobi, 4 verse 12, why did he tell his son, don't get a wife among the Canaanites? Now, the Canaanites' appearance looked just like the children of Israel. Both of them are black to the ground. Why did he just don't get no wife from the daughters of the Canaanites? The day you train out will be what you call South African. South African. South African. So, but we don't know. Why would you tell your son, don't get a woman, y'all got the same color? Let's see why when Sister Judas reads Tobit 4 verse 12. What is that, Sister Judas? Look at Tobit chapter 4 verse 12 reads, Beware of all whoredom, my son, and chiefly take a wife of the seed of thy father, and take not a strange woman to wife, which is not of thy father's tribe, for we are the children of the seers, Noah, Noah Abraham, Isaac. Isaac, and Jacob.
because she's doing what I like. But Sister Judith reads 724 St. John, what is the attitude to a lot of times, brothers and sisters, they'll grab a mate only on because they do what I like. They do what I like. But then in St. John 724, Sister Judith, can you have to see out 724 what it's like? John chapter 7, verse 24 reads, Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteousness judgment. So he's supposed to obey his father and judge what kind of way, Sister Judas? Righteousness judgment. Righteousness judgment. And Elder Mr. Shields, according to the heavenly tablets in 625, Deuteronomy 6, verse 1 and 25. Can you help those see out? What is righteous judgment? Deuteronomy 6, verse 1 and 25. What is that? Elder, look at the of Israel. Come on. Deuteronomy 6, verse number 1 and 25. One says, Now these are the commandments and the statutes and the judgments which the Yahweh, your Yahweh, commanded to teach you that you might do them in the land where ye go in to possess it. Verse number 25. And it shall be our righteousness if we observe to do all these commandments before the Yahweh, our Yahweh, as he commanded us. So what is righteous, uh, Elder? So what is, now, Sister Judas read, well, judge not according to appearance of judges, judge righteousness. So what is righteous according to the Bible, Elder? Doing the things that the Yahweh commanded. Now, now, according to verse 25. I want to know, according to verse 25, what is righteous according to verse 25? According to verse 25, if we reserve to do the things that the Yahweh commanded us, do all the commandments that he uh, asked us to do. Oh, that's what I want to hear. I want to hear what the Bible saying. I want to hear what the Bible saying. So doing the righteous. It's doing what the Bible says. So that's what I want to hear. Verse number 25. And who was he telling that to, Elder, in verse number 3 and 4? Now, who was he telling to to make sure if you're going to get your mate, get your mate that's right? That means a a law-keeping better hand. That's righteous in the sight of Yahweh. Don't make a calling because she... Um, do what you like, or he do what you like. Don't make that call. Make it according to the Bible. Now, who are you talking to in verse 3 and 4 to hell? Come on. Verse number 3 and verse number 4. 3 says, Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it might be well with thee, that you may 
increase mightily as the Yahweh of our thy fathers had promised thee in the land that flower with milk and honey. For hear, O Israel, the Yahweh, our Yahweh, is one Yahweh. So they had a land flowing with milk and honey coming. So, so who was given these rules and regulations that we can read according to verse 3 and 4? Who was this message for? Because he danced. Because Samson was a Danite. Samson was an mm-hmm. Israelite. His mm-hmm. father was an Israelite. His mother was an Israelite. They cornered him and told him, don't do it. So who is this message to according to verse 3 and 4? All Israel. All the children of Israel. So even if that's where it was then, that is the message. That's why it's so important on the school to come, to tell all the bloodline of Israel, don't make a calling on appearance. Make sure your calling is a righteous cousin, a righteous calling from your bloodline. Say you made a headache. All right, Mother Eve, going back to Mother Eve again. Let's see, let's see if we get any more out of what Mother Eve brings to the table. So we'll dump the precept on that. And that's why the father told his son, you up the age now, my son. Give you a better hand according to the bloodline of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, back to Mother, Mother E again. Come on, Mother E, let's get a little bit more. Come on. Look at Genesis chapter 28, verse 3. And and the and the Yahweh Almighty bless thee and make thee fruitful and multiply thee that thou mayest be a multitude of people. Verse four, and give thee the blessing of Abraham to thee and to thy seed with thee that thou mayest inherit the land wherein thou art a stranger which Yahweh gave unto Abraham. Verse 5. And Isaac sent away Jacob, and he went to Padanaran unto Laban, son of Shephael, the siren, the brother of Rebekah, Jacob and Esau's mother. Verse 6. When Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Padanaran to take him a ride from thence, and that, and that as he blessed him, he gave him a charge, saying, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughter of Canaan, but seven. And that Jacob, and that Jacob obeyed his father and his mother, and was gone to Padanaram. Verse eight. That's good. That's it. That's it. So we find our mother that once you once you obey, our problem is that word obey. We we get that word. We we cut people off in the brain by saying obey. See, we can tell you how to help yourself. But you got to obey anointed leadership. 
This is where you mess up at. You won't obey. Now, but when all them, when all this good stuff was said, Esau had opportunity to do the same thing, but he chose not to obey. But also, mother, Esau saw something, mother, that nobody would talk about today. He saw something in verse 6. Can you help this national audience out? What did Esau and his five sons, what what did they see? In 28 verse 6, what did Esau see? Eyeball to eyeball that we can read in Genesis 28 verse 6. He saw when he saw when um he saw that Isaac had blessed uh, Jacob and sent him to that dinner and to yeah. take him and die from the mother. So we so we clear yeah. that he saw translated they as the white man and the white woman. They saw that Jacob received the blessing from his father. Mm-hmm. He saw it eyeball to eyeball. Is, is that correct, Mom? Right. So he do know it. Well, he uh-huh. tell you or not, everybody is blessed. No, no, no. According to your <laughs> own eyeball, you saw which way the blessing goes. When? Now we're going to preach up that, Mother. We're going to preach up that, Mother E. By going to Genesis 27, we're going, to read, we're going to read verse 30, 34, and 41. Now, we're going to preach up that, mother. We want to preach up that and see what we're working with. Genesis 27, verse 30, 34, and 41. What does it say? Genesis chapter 27, verses 30. 34 and 41. Verse 30 reads, And it comes to pass, as soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing Jacob, and Jacob was yet scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father, that Esau, his brother, came in from his honey. Verse 34. And when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with a great and exceedingly bitter cry and said unto his father, Bless me, even me, also my father. Verse 41. And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him, and Esau said in his mind, The day of mourning for my father are at hand. Then will I slay my brother Jacob. You mean that's in the Bible? He made the blessing to Jacob. And he said in his mind, You know what I'm going to do? The first opportunity I get, I'm going to kill my brother, Jake. Mm-hmm. He's been killing you from that point to this point today. But you don't see oh, yeah. because you don't know who you are. And you don't know who they are. 
So long as you don't know everything. Remember Psalm 83, come on. Let's cut them off from being a nation. Mm-hmm. 83 verse 4. That the name Israel will be no more in remembrance. Right. See, so that was the prophecy. So right now, isn't you cut off from, from being a nation? You don't know that you Israel. That's how we got to come. Hey, Elder, read that one more time, Psalms 83, verse 4, and put a little more base to it, hey, Elder, because in Psalms 83, verse 4, hey, Elder, can we come on this broadcast to read the Bible to the children of Israel? And we ain't anti-anybody. We just read what the Bible says. Now, the angel is talking to David. In Psalm 83, verse 4, Elder, and what did he say? Elder, look to see of Israel come out. Psalms, chapter 83, verse 4, says, They have said, Come, let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. Mm-hmm. Hey, Elder, you want to comment on that, Elder? Now tell me, as we look around the world and out of eyes, have that been successfully pulled off as, as it was prophesied it will be? Have that been successfully pulled off according to this day? And I would say that's a, um, a Roger. It's been pulled off because you can ask people right now, even I have done recently, and have to have a whole conversation just to let them know that they're more than just coming from their grandmother. So you see, so now to enlighten the people who they are, because the other nations went out their way, headed by Esau and his five sons, to cut you off from being a nation, that your name, your bloodline name, your blessing name will no longer be in your remembrance. Mm-hmm. And y'all and y'all walk can't help you. He gave you a blessing name to you. We know you gotta cash a check in the government name time. Knock yourself out. But when you not cashing your check, why don't you put the blessing name in at the end of your name? For you can receive a blessing of that conversation. It is right there. And then you pass it on. You tell the young ones who they are. At the end of your name is Israel. The reason why you want to say that, because that's the blessed name. Other nations got together. Every last one of them is guilty. They make sure you will never be called by your last name, because if you receive a blessing, that means they got to get in their place. And they don't want to get in the place across the box. Now, y'all mind, we're in Genesis 28, 13, 9, verse 22. Let's, let's hear a little bit more of what's going on. 13, the 22, and the 28 chapter of Genesis. Let's play back and get some, some nice Bible base reading. Come on. I read that on the book, Genesis chapter 28. Verse 13 and 22. Genesis chapter 28, verse 13 reads, And behold, Yahweh stood above it and said, I am Yahweh, Yahweh of Abraham, 
your father, and Yaquav Isaac, the land where is you lie. To you what I give it, and to your seed. Verse 14. The WCC said, what's going on? We are we fully confused. So since the WCC, 500 million niggas confused, bag up two verses and walking on down for they can keep up the 500 million members. Who is he talking to? So bag up two verses and pick up the verse number 11. And then come on, come on in. The next. So remember one thing. You got to remember one thing. We have to redress the world again. So we got to be clear. We know who he's talking about, but they don't. And the WCC just proved that right there in there. So we're going to bag up two verses, mm-hmm. and then we're going to come from there, and then we'll keep talking on down. So pick up, make a note of verse 11 down to verse 22. Come on, that young line. All right, the book of Genesis, chapter 28, verse 11 reads, and he lighted up a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took up the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and laid down in that place to sleep. <laughs> and he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth and on the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of Yahweh ascended and descended on it. Verse 13. And behold, Yahweh stood above it and said, I am Yahweh, Yahweh of Abraham, your father, and Yahweh of Isaac, the land where is you lie to you will I give it and to your seed. Verse 14. And your seed shall be as the dust of the earth, you should spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south, and in you, and in your seed, to all the families of the earth be blessed. Verse 15, and behold, I am with you, and I will keep you in all places where you go, and will bring you again into this land, for I will not leave you until I have done that which I have spoken to you of. Verse 16. And Jacob went out of sleep, and he said, Surely, Yahweh is in this place, and I knew it not. Verse 17. And he was afraid oh, and said, Hold your point. Hold your point, y'all, man. Uh, we might as well put a little overkill with it. Read verse 10, then come on back to it. Read verse 10. Genesis chapter 28, verse 10 reads, And Jacob went out from Bathsheba and went toward Haran. Okay, good. So now we clear exactly what's going on with Jacob. This is Jacob. Now, Sister Judas, in 32 of Genesis, 32, 24 down verse 20. Can you help me see out? Can you let's recap that for a minute? This is old Jacob, no doubt about it. So after this, you know, something happened real good for him. We're going to jump up and see what it is. 
by looking directly at Genesis 32, verse 24, out of verse 28. Look at what that say, come out.
black African American Negro and color because they don't want you to never know what elder get ready to read in Exodus chapter four, verse twenty one down to verse twenty three. Hey El, look at here. What you getting ready to read in Exodus chapter four, verse twenty one to twenty three? Exodus chapter four, reading verses twenty one to twenty three. 21 says, And the Yahweh said unto Moses, When thou goest to return unto Egypt, see that thou do all those wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in thine hand, but I will harden his heart, that he shall not let the people go. 22. And thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, Thus says the Yahweh, Israel is my son even my firstborn. 22. And I say unto thee, let my son go, that he may serve me. If thou refuse to let him go, behold, I will slay thy son, even thy firstborn. <laughs> yeah, that So you, you hear what the name is? Now, you, now, if you want to break that down, you know, my fact, go and break it down for the national audience. What you just got to read according to Judah, Exodus chapter 4, verse 21 down to verse 23. What did you just got to read? Come on. Well, he went to the Pharaoh and he said, um, Pharaoh, this is my uh, son, my firstborn. And I say, uh, you better let him go. And if you choose to let him go, he's going to slay his son, even his firstborn. So who is Yahweh firstborn? You can't take nothing for granted according to verse 21 to 23. What is the name on the Almighty firstborn son? What is the name according to verse Exodus 4, 21 to 23? What is the name of Yahweh's firstborn son that we can read? Israel. Well, you, 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 ain't, you ain't saying that with no power. You're saying like mm. you got doubt on it. Do we say that or not? Yeah. Well, who, who, who is, uh, who is uh, being captive? Israel. No, but, a, but, a, but according to 21 to 23, for hey. the national oh. audience thing, who is Yahweh's firstborn son? And he said, you go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And if you don't let them go, I'm going to start killing them on your people. So who is Yahweh's people, which is the firstborn that we can read? And what verse who can we read that to if that can't forget? What verse will we read about his firstborn Son by name. <laughs> Come on, mother, jump in there, mother. Go ahead, I hear you. That's, that's verse 22. Okay, read, read it, mother. Okay. A verse, uh, Exodus chapter 4. Verse 22. 
Thus shall thus say unto Pharaoh, Thus said the Yahweh, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. Let me see, can you insert that in 
chapter 4. Read Exodus chapter 4, verse 22. Exodus chapter 4, verse 22. You should say unto Pharaoh, Thus said Yahweh, Israel, great nation, is my son, even my firstborn. And look, you bring in the nation. Israel is my nation. A great nation, even my poor firstborn. So he was telling you Israel is a great nation. Israel is a great nation. Psalm 83 was to cut them off from being a nation. So the whole thing was to never tell you that you ain't never been nothing. I can tell today. But we never been told that Israel one time ago, in the eyes of Yahweh, was a great nation. So now, if we put the great nation in, we must have Deuteronomy 4, verse 7 and 8, by Titus reading. All right, back to Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. Deuteronomy. Back to Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 7 reads. And what nation is there so great who have Yahweh so near to them? And Yahweh, Yahweh, is in all things that we call upon him for. Verse 8. And what nation, Israel, is there so great that has statutes and judgments, so righteousness, as all this law which I said before you this day? Ah. So how and how we and how will we bring Israel in by reading read four one, then go right back to do Exodus four twenty two. Now how how do we bring Israel in by a verse four one bring Deuteronomy four one. Are we going to book of Deuteronomy chapter four verse one? Now therefore hearken, O Israel. To the statutes and to the judgments which I teach you for to do them, that you may live and go in and possess the land which Yahweh of your fathers give it you. Now read four twenty two. Exodus four twenty two and four twenty three. 
going to Exodus chapter 4, verse 22 and 23. Exodus chapter 4, verse 22. You should say unto Pharaoh, Thus said Yahweh, Israel, my great nation, is my son, even my firstborn. Verse 23. Now, yeah. Verse 23. And I will say to you, let my son Israel, a great my great nation, go, that he may serve me. And if you refuse to let him go, behold, I will slay your son, even my firstborn. Even your firstborn. Even, even your, your firstborn. I mean, even, even your firstborn. firstborn. All right, good enough. Now, come on back. Come on back. We got that out of the way for the national audience sake. So they got, they got a cue on that a little bit. Now, come on back to Deuteronomy, I mean, Genesis 28, and pick it back up again. We know that Jacob now, he said, lay his head down on a field of rock. And they got, a, they got some things going on when once you raise the level of understanding, they got a rock that was taken by Brutus over to Europe. And the same rock is what over there in Great Britain that's sitting up on a Great Britain high seat. They call it Jacob uh Jacob uh stone. And they and they say that's the same stone he laid his head down on. They so they they got that as by taking a stone, by reading this verse. They call that the stone that they do all the inaugurations on and everything else. So once you raise your level up or understanding, right in Great Britain now, they got a stone sitting right up under the seat of the sitting king prior to the queen. They call that Jacob Stone. They call that when they be anointed in or whatever they call inauguration. If I'm saying the word right, I don't know. But when they get put in this office, they are being kings or queens or whatever in Great Britain. They say they have this stone right here that Brutus brought to them. So they got the sacred stone right now. This stone right here, see? But you all you guys, all, but you, as the children of Israel, you don't have a clue of what's going on. See, the inauguration stone. You don't know they pulled it from this verse right here of Jacob's pillar. So you go on your computer, you put the stone that they be, they be uh, elected on or whatever. You know, you put it out, whatever. You'll see the same stone, but it ain't the same stone. It's that they read the passage. And found in Morocco and with a mayor. But you don't know it because you have to be American Negro and cup. You don't know that Esau playing the role of you and you have no clue by you being African American, Negro color, and super cool. The inauguration stone is in Great Britain rest of the day. Every time they swore in for another office, they bring up that stone, and they say that their father, Jacob, stone, their father, you see, and that's been going from generation to generation, 
But we know that one thing Yahweh would never do, and help me out there, uh, Mother A, we know that Yahweh said something he'll never do. If I'm going to beat these children of Israel all over the world, but one thing I'm not going to never do, and Isaiah 29, 20, it's something I'm not going to never do. What is that, Mother? Hey, Mother, can you help those three out? He got written saying that he will never do the children of Israel. <laughs> Going to Isaiah 29, verse 22. Let's talk about it, Mother. Come on. Book of Isaiah, chapter 29, verse 22 reads. Uh-huh. Therefore, therefore, thus said the Yahweh to redeem Abraham. Concerning the family of Jacob, Jacob shall not now be ashamed. Neither shall his face now wax pale. So, what did Yahweh told us here that Jacob would never be what, mother? Ashamed, and his face never wax pale. He'll never have a pale look on his face. He'll never have to have makeup to get rid of that tail. He'll never need makeup to, to move his tail look. So the children, Israel, especially the tribe of Judah, they will never look, what kind of way, mother? Pale. Pale. What kind of pale, mother? Back of Genesis 25, 25. No, no, you got to read them up for the national audience. Because over there in Great Britain, Queen Elizabeth and the great king now called Charles, they were inaugurated in to be in that position, and they brought out the Jacob Stone that Brutus brought over, they say. Brutus the one came down to that the Duke of King James now. Brutus now. So that stone, they bring it out anytime you inaugurate it into office, and they say that's Jacob's pillar, Jacob's stone. But we just found out that Yahweh said, I don't want to beat this children of Israel. I'm going to beat it. No doubt about it, I'm going to beat it. But one thing, you'll never see a children of Israel beat. What kind of way, according to 29, 22 there? Mother is again. I see it coming at night. Yeah, they'll never have a pale look. They'll never have a pale look. What kind of pale look? Genesis 25, 25. What kind of pale? Genesis 25, 25. And the first come out red all over like a hair of gum. And they call his name Esau. So the children of Israel, especially the children of Judah, they'll never be what kind of pale mother? Pale red. They'll never be pale red. So if anybody claiming to be Judah, or 
former a member of the children of Israel. Yahweh said, one thing he would not do, he would never have you to be where your blood showed through your skin. You would never be, what kind of red, mother? Pale red. Pale red. Now let's go all the way to prophecy, mother. Let's go to end time prophecy. We're going to Revelation chapter 4, verse 6 and 8. Let's go to way beyond us. Let's see what he got written in Revelation chapter 6. Yes, verse 4 and verse 8. Revelation chapter 6, verse 4 and verse 8. Verse 4. And there went out another horse that was red, and, and power was given to him that set thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. Verse mm. 8. Yes, yeah. yeah, good. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sit on him was death, and hell followed with him. And power was no. given unto him, to them, over this book part of the earth to kill and the fourth part of earth is called America so that prophecy is to be fulfilled it is to be fulfilled now he said now the one that's going to do all be a troublemaker what will they look like according to end time prophecy, mother? According to verse four and verse eight, what would this nation look like? And they want to do what again? A young line, but I read verse four and eight again. Now, mother, after you hear it read <laughs> in the elder. I want I want that to be broke down after Brother Titus read it one more time, six verse four and eight. Now write down a point and tell me who fit that today after the young line read Revelation chapter four. I mean mm-hmm. chapter six verse four and eight. Now y'all be listening real good and take note. And I and I want to see what we what we work become. All right, we're reading it on Entire Prophecy, the book of Revelation, chapter 6, verse 4 and verse 8 reads. Revelation, chapter 6, verse 4 reads. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. Verse 8. Verse 8 reads, And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was death, and hell followed with him, and power was given 
unto death over the fourth part of the earth to kill with war and with hunger and with death and with the beat of the earth. Now, mother, you're going to get a shot of that, and they're going to either bag you up or add something to it. What, who, what prophecy and what nation do that fit according to 6, verse 4 and 8? And the elder going to either agree or add on to it after you break down what's going on in Revelation chapter 6, verse 4 and verse 8. Come on, Mother Eve. Okay. So, it said that went out of uh, Red Hulk, and power was given to him to set their own and to take peace from the earth. So, uh, from what we read from uh, Genesis, this is talking about Esau. And, and in verse 8, I looked and behold a pale horse and his name that sits on him was death and hell for lo with him and power was given to him over the four parts of the earth. Okay, just talk about the angel, but I can't remember that name. Okay, well, okay, well, so it, but according to verse number eight, that you said it was, it was, um, it was, it was red. But according to verse 8, you didn't kind of give us a, you know, give the national audience a pretty good breakdown on verse 8. Now, if you want to pass on verse 8, the elder, he read it, he took that to, at, to get at it anyway. So now, you want to take a look at verse 8 real carefully, or you want to pass it on to our elder? Pass it on, because I can't remember. All right, all right, yo. I know. All right, yo. Yeah. Now, do you agree with what the mother said or you want to bring some more to the table on Revelation chapter 6, verse 4 and 8? you want to agree with her or do you have something to add to that? Well, first I got a question to answer that. Uh, what was the question? You said what nation does this compare to today? Was yeah, that yeah, the question? Yeah, right. Well, hold that part right there. Oh, hold that part. Uh, young lion, look at Ecclesiastes four sixteen and come and come right back. Ecclesiastes four sixteen. Come, uh, come right back. I'm going to the book of Ecclesiastes four chapter four verse sixteen. I'm going to the book of Ecclesiastes chapter four verse sixteen. Read. There is no end of all the people, even of all that had been. Before death, they also that come after do not rejoice in him. Surely, this also is vanity and vexation of spirit. Uh-huh. So it's no end to the nation. So whatever nation you're talking about, then is still that nation exists today. So now my well, question well. is, for the national audience, who do that prophecy fit? Because everybody that was back there in the beginning, they bloodline is still here today. So now, who do that fit? Elder, what you just got to read or hearing 
As a matter of fact, young lion, read it one more time. Six chapter, verse four and verse eight. So what we want to know from you, Elder, Mr. Tibbs, what people, what nation fit what the young lion get ready to read in six verse number four and eight. Read it, my title. Right, we're going to the entire prophecy, the book of Revelation, chapter 6, verse 4 and verse 8. Revelation chapter 6, verse 4 reads, And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given unto him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. Verse 8. And I looked. And behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was death, and hell followed with him. And power was given unto death over the fourth part of the earth to kill it with war and with hunger and with death and with wild and with the beasts of the earth. Mm-hmm. Now, you want to take a shot at that arrow? That kind of reminds me of the strength of uh, Esau with all the power and the guns and the weapons and the structures that he had, all the ruling to weaken. Reminds me of the power of Esau. Uh, you, say it, you say it kind of reminds you that. What do uh, guns? Wait, let me say John 3 11. Now, tell you what, hey, you got mine. Let's read yes, three eleven. And first, then then the question is, what nation fit that? But we want to remove the word called candle because that can go either way. Why we say mm-hmm. that? We look at Saint John three eleven. Not the young line bring it out. What it says three eleven. John chapter three, verse eleven reads Truly, truly I said to you, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen and you receive not our witness. So, so when we come on this broadcast, Elder, all six and on the camp, we speak. What kind of way, young lion? Well, we do know so now that we do know. We got to speak not kindly because the book stopped with us, we got to speak what we know. And we only saw yeah, yeah. it at 6 And our job is to break this book down. And we know one thing about reading Queen's Action. Every nation that was back in the past is here today. So the question's on the table for the national audience, over 900,000 strong, who do that policy fit by nation? Who did that prophecy fit by nation? Well, when I used the word kinda, it was reflecting to Esau and just strength what he does. That was just a long choice of words. That would be looking probably at, no, I'm going to stop saying probably or kinda. That would be looking at Esau like the nation of uh, Timon. Okay. Well, let's get a precept on that. Uh, young line, let's go to Rebecca. Let's go to the seal, got to say. Maybe the seal can help us out. 
Let's run and see what's going on. Two, and we'll look at verse four down to verse thirteen. Let's see can let's see can the fear help us out. A beckon of fear. Let's see. Remember, we know every nation that was on the left side of the book is here today. So, if we want to know the characteristics of a a lion, which was Five thousand years ago, we go to Brooklyn Zoo today, and we see the same lion today. So the characteristics of a lion today got the same characteristics of five thousand years ago. If, if, if that lion was caught you five thousand years ago, four thousand years ago, we go to Brooklyn Zoo. If that lion catch you, the same thing gonna happen. So, yeah. same thing in the past. That's for your learning. It's the same thing going today, but it's just at another level. It's up to you to catch it at another level. But nothing changed. Same thing that a lion would have done to you 4,000 years ago. You go to Brookfield Zoo, and he can get close to you. He'll do the same thing to you now. Is, is that correct, Mother E? All right. Hallelujah. So now we're going to Habakkuk chapter 2. Now we're going to get what the seer got to say in verse 3 down and verse 13. Listen to the young line. Bring it out. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3. And we'll read all the way down to 13. Yes, sir. We're going to the book of Habakkuk. Habakkuk, the seer, chapter 2, verse 3 to 13. Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 3 reads, For the vision is yet for the appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Do it tarry. Wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. That's right. So what Habakkuk is writing and getting received by the angel, it is what time according to verse number, let's make sure we're on the same page. This prophecy he's getting ready to write is about the what? According to verse 3. Yes, to come. According to verse 3, what is this prophecy is pertaining to? According to verse 3. What is the key one word that this prophecy that Habakkuk is getting ready to receive, according to verse 3, what is the number one, the one word there that about this prophecy? Who will give me one word? Who will give it to me? Point it. According to verse 3, I want one word. According to verse 3, what is the most powerful word in Habakkuk 2, verse 3? I need one word. What is it? Okay. One word. All I want is one word. Who going to give me the one word according to verse 3? What Habakkuk getting ready to write down is pertaining to the what? 
one word. I said lie. I mean, Say it again, y'all lying? In. The end. What he getting ready to write is about the end. He's writing end time prophecy. What a Becker is writing is the end time prophecy. What he get ready to do, what we get ready to read, a better is not for his time. This is for end time prophecy. So look what he says. And Habakkuk chapter 2, now read verse 3 again, because the key word in verse 3 is the end. Listen at verse 3. Take your time that you line, because we, remember we're here not to edify ourselves, but to edify the national audience over 900,000 strong that the prophecy that Habakkuk is getting ready to see is the end time prophecy. Verse 3 again. Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 3 reads, For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie, though it tarry. Wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Okay, back on the verse 2. Back in the verse 2. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. And Yahweh answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon table, that he may run that read it. See, he said, Habakkuk the seal, make it plain now. Because the one that read it will break out of So, So this is the for the end. So he said, now the ones you give it to, they folks have to get it up to be prepared to pass it on. So this is end time prophecy we read right here. This is time of the end. Now, Mother Eve, you were told to Daniel in the verse of uh, 12, verse 4, 8 and 9, and Elder will still have me, verse 13, waiting on me. So remember, see, you got to remember, you got to paint the picture. You just, just don't be out there reading a bunch of Bible. You got to paint the picture, make it plain. So, Rebecca, to write the vision, but make it plain. See, we got to talk. In your head, not above it and not under it. So we want to get a precept with Mother East by looking at Daniel chapter 12, verse 4. 8 and 9, and Elder Mr. Tills Israel will have verse 13. Then we're going to make it plain. What does it say, Mother? Come on. The book of Daniel chapter 12, verse 4. Verse 8 and verse 9. Verse 4. But by O Daniel, set up the word and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Verse 
And I heard, and I heard, but I understood not. Then said I, O my Yahweh, what shall be the end of these things? Verse 9. And he said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the for the words of the word are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Okay. So you told Daniel, go your way, Daniel, it's for you. It, it will be somebody coming from your bloodline that will tie this in. You just put it down and make it plain. But this is for the end, Daniel. Go your way, Daniel. That's what the man just said. See, everybody got to push the ball so far and turn it loose. So Daniel can push it on it so far up. He said, I don't understand none of this. He said, ain't for you, Daniel. Knowledge got to increase first. This is for the end, Daniel. Verse 13, here on the brain. Daniel chapter 4, verse number 13. Well, pray up. Last verse. Last verse. Thank you, Mother. Whatever the last verse is, right. The last verse is verse prayer. Okay. What is that? Okay, last verse in verse 12. Okay, whatever it is. 12, what? I ain't looking at the book. I ain't looking at the book. I'm working from the book. What is the last verse? And the 12th chapter. I want the last verse. 13. Chapter. 13. 13. Yes, sir. Okay, so we're in the 12th chapter, reading verse 13. But thou yes, go sir. thy way till the end, and before thou shalt rest. And stand on thy lot at the end of thy days. Amen. What did that Daniel do? He's saying, look here, go your way, Daniel. This is for the end that you may stand in your lot at the end. Now that's big talking there. Now look there. Now that's big talking there. Do you know do y'all know what the man is saying? He let Daniel know. That Daniel will be back in the end. He said Daniel will be back at the end time in the end. So now we got to now we got to read read this lesson all the way around now. So now Daniel will be back in the end. So now let's 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 all uh, preach up a little bit. Of that go your way, Daniel, and let. Daniel, the seer, will be back in the end. Now, that's big talk. How so? Get me out there. Get me out there, uh, uh, Mother E. Get, get those things out now. Let's go to 12 verse 7. Let's go to Ecclesiastes 12 verse 7. Let's find out something. Let's learn something on the way of learning something. See, sooner or later, it's the letting the world know that Somebody got to come after and reopen the books up. 
So it will be a ministry to reopen the books. And you have to recognize the size of the time that it is a ministry that can reopen the books. Now, how is Daniel going to be back at end time? Let's find out at the end. Mother, get ready to read 12, verse 7. What to read, Mother? Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 7. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it will, and the spirit shall return unto Yahweh who gave it. Okay. So Daniel is from the dust. Mm-hmm. We know Daniel going back to the ground. We clear about that. Daniel is going back to the ground. But what return back to Yahweh according to that verse mode? The spirit shall return to Yahweh. He did it. Uh, now let's preset that, uh, Sister Judas. Let's preset that about what spirit and where the spirit is that returns back to Yahweh. Let's preset this, Sister Judas. We're going to Job 27, verse 8. What spirit Returns back to Yahweh. What what are, you, what are you talking about? Let's go in the Bible and see exactly what's going on. Job 27, verse 8. Let's do this, what it say. Chapter 27, <clears throat> 8 reads. Verse 8 reads, For what is the hope of the hypocrite? Through the, though he has gained Will Yahweh take it away his soul? That is verse 3. Job chapter 27, verse 3 reads, All the while my breath is in me, and the spirit of Yahweh is in my nostrils. Hello, Yahweh. So, um, let's do this. Let's go see out. What is in our nostrils? What, what is in our nose? What what do I what 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 is it I know? According to verse three, the spirit of Yahweh. Uh, what is in our nose? According to verse three. According to verse three, what's in our nose? Who wanna help? Who wanna help? Let's do this out. Who who gonna say something? All right, brother Titus. Come on, brother Titus. Okay. The question was asked, what is in our nose, our nostrils? Okay, you see breath. I would say the breath. breath. The, the breath. breath. That's, what, that's what you're in your nostrils, the breath. So that's what goes back to Yahweh, the breath. The breath in your nostrils. That's what goes back to Yahweh. You go back to the ground. But the breath, which in another form is called a spirit, that return back. The breath you breathe. Now, now precept at the 2 verse 7, Sister Judas. Get the 2 verse 7. Let's find out what's in man. Let's, let's go to that. We're going to uh, Detroit that used to be the, the, the makers of cars. Detroit used to make all the cars at one time. We're going to the manufacturers and find out. If you want to know what's in the Ford, 
you go to the manufacturer and you, you look and on the semi line what they put in the board. So we go back and look what did the Almighty put in man so we can know according to Genesis 2 verse 7. Let's find out when he was putting this man together, what did he put in this man that we can read? Genesis 2 verse 7, come on. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 reads, And Yahweh formed man of the dust, of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Hallelujah. I guess so. So, you went to the seminary line. So, what's, what's all in man, according to verse 7? We went when he made the man. What is this man made of, according to verse 7, Sister Judas, with Brother Titus in the wings to make sure you get it right? According to verse 7, what is the, the component of man, according to verse 7? The man, the, the man is made of dust of the ground. <laughs> And, and all that's in man is what, according to verse 7? Is, uh... According to verse 7, all, when, when he put this man together, what all did he put in man according to the manufacture of man? And you want to know what's in, in a poet? You go to... And get on the seventh line, and then they show you exactly when you put this board together. Now, we in Genesis 2, verse 7, we want to know what all the components do man have according to verse 7. What? The man is made from dust of the ground, and Yaakov, uh, the breath of life from Yahweh. Hey, that's all we want. That's all we all man got, all man is made from is the dust, the dust of the ground putting together, and Yahweh breathing him the breath of life. And that, if you won't know it, when you when a man is no longer alive or war man, once you know they're not breathing, you know they're dead. That's all that's in man. Is the breath. So what can man knock the breath of life? What you breathe. Huh? What you breathe, that's all that's in man is the breath of life. How do we know that? So we get that out in two verse seven. He made man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nose the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So if he take away that breath out of man, he's a dead soul. You is the soul. The soul and body is interchangeable. Like, for example, you're looking at your window in the cold, and you see people standing at the bus stop. You will say, look at those poor souls out there. Look at that soul out there waiting on that bus. You go to the mall and see somebody that's stressed out. Look at that body. They bring the body out right now. See? Body and soul is an interchangeable word. He didn't put no soul in the pen. 
man is the soul. It depends on how you using the words. Look at that poor soul out there crying. Look at that body being taken on the stretcher. Same in the bit. All this in man is the breath of life. When the, when the Almighty puts you down in the ground, this shell returns back to the ground. But the breath that you breathe returns back to Yahweh. And you take that breath that he put in you and put it to the side. And when he's ready, he replaces back into somebody else. We read in Ecclesiastes 4.16, everybody was back there is here now. No nation is vanished off the planet. Everybody is here today. So now, look to Judas, we're going to Job 3, verse 4. So sometimes we have to stop and see what y'all working with, then y'all put the spirit in those fear, and let's correct that, and then we can move on. Because we come on this broadcast to correct the misunderstanding in the brain. But we can be clear that all in man is the breath of life. And when you and when Yahweh takes that breath from you, you are dead so the breath, that's it. Job thirty three verse four. Sister Judas Brand. Job chapter three verse four. The spirit Yahweh have made me, and the breath of the Almighty have given me life. <laughs> yeah. So y'all hear that? The spirit have made me. The breath of the Almighty have given me life. So if he take away that breath, you no more is it. That's what we turn back to Yahweh. Come on, Sister Judas, give me one more. Give me Zechariah 12 one. See, remember, we come on this broadcast not knowing what we're going to say. That's why we do Luke 12, 12. In that very same hour, the righteous spirit will dictate the lesson. So when we hearing the moderators talking, that's why we say, okay, stop and take care of that. Because remember, we got to speak what we know. We we know that in that Habakkuk was writing about the end time prophecy. He told Daniel, check the book up, Daniel. It ain't for you. Somebody's going to come out of your lawn and pick up on your right. You're hearing it right now from bosses of a Israelite. Pick up on Daniel's right. Open the book up right before your eyes. Sooner or later, you're going to recognize who you be hearing all around the world and the ministry that been ordained to go into this Bible and break it down and make it plain to you, not proposed to a better. Write the vision and make it plain. Do we not try and talk over your head, not under your head, but in your head, as I'm yeah, yeah. 
Come on, come on there. Uh, Sister Judy, give me that 12 verse 1 of Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 12 verse 1 reads, The burden of the word of the Yahweh for Israel, saith the Yahweh, which stretch it, stretch it forth, the, forth the heavens and laid the foundation of the earth and formed the spirit of man within him. Now, what spirit did he put in man? Uh, to the According to Genesis 2 verse 7. What spirit did he put in man? We read it in Job 27 verse 3. We read in Job 33 verse 4. What he put in man was the breath. So if that breath and spirit is interchangeable. Mother read it in, in the book called Ecclesiastes 12 verse 7. The spirit returns back to him. What returned back to him? The breath that you breathe. The breath you put in your mouth. When you stop breathing, you know it's over with. And that's when the doctors look at you and see that the machine will stop. They put you on a machine. Take the machine away from you. They see it flatlined. What they say? That soul don't stop breathing. They know what they know. Once you stop breathing, you what? Who will give me that? When you stop breathing, you what? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Now read. Now read again. Job thirty-three, verse four. Oh, See, remember one thing. School banquet hall is coming, but you have to be prepared when it comes. So all these things that we're telling you now is for you to rehearse it to be prepared, so you can understand that. You is the soul. And all thing man put in you was the breath of life, according to Genesis 2, verse 7. And that man was Yahweh the Son. That's all he put in you. And when you, yeah. if you, if you don't think that so, let somebody cut off your, your breath. And mm-hmm. we know where you're going to the mouth. Once you do breathing, once the doctor see the machine stop, you know, in a flat line, he says, go with it. Ain't nothing to do with this person getting their next. Why you say that? Oh, doctor, he'll stop breathing. Once you stop breathing, it's over with. Doctor, you take off his mask and go to the next person. No. Because you, it's on flat line. It ain't, you ain't breathing no more. It's over with. So if he can't revive you back, and he can't get you back to breathing, it's over with. Y'all got it. Read again now, he's so Ishikawa born 33, verse 4. What do you say? Job, chapter 33, verse 4 reads, The Spirit of Yahweh has made me, and the breath of the Almighty has given me life. What, what, what gives you life? The breath of the Almighty has given me life. So if I'm taking away the breath, what, what you got? What, what, what you working with now? Come on, come on, go ahead, go ahead and tell it, Mother Z. Who said that, Mother Z? Take away the breath, what's going on, Mother Z? Who the one that gave that answer then? 
Who gave that out? If I remove it, if you stop not going back to the ground, if I if you stop breathing, if you stop breathing, you are what? Then you're going back to the ground. And that's what happened when you watch the TV broadcast and you sit around with your loved ones back in the days, going to and at the hospital. And once the doctor say you don't stop breathing, you know, you know, think about it. Once the doctor say you don't stop breathing, the patient has to stop breathing. The machines don't even help them no more. <laughs> so he's not have to do it And uh, family member, it'll it'll flatline. That means that that patient will stop breathing. Once you start breathing, that's it. As long as you breathe, I can work with you a little bit. But once you stop breathing, it's over with. And that was going on. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right, now, now back to Ecclesiastes 12, verse 7, and let's see who who, who really understands Mother read this verse in Ecclesiastes 12, verse 7, one more time. Now, what, what, what form are we talking about when Mother reads this verse again? Because the Spirit comes in many forms. What Spirit are Mother reading in 12, verse 7? Is she getting ready to read now? Ecclesiastes 12, verse 7. Let's see, let's see who can give me the answer to what form is this in in 12, verse 7. Ecclesiastes 12, verse 7. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto Yahweh who gave it. Now, what form of the spirit is this return back to Yahweh? The breath. The breath of life. The breath of life. Spirit we're talking about is the breath. Mm-hmm. That's what the spirit we're talking about is the breath that you breathe. Mm-hmm. The spirit come in many forms, but in this case, it's talking about the breath that you breathe. Mm-hmm. 146, 1, 2, 3, 4, 8. Psalm 146, 1, 2, 3, 4. I would be just a little bit more. We got, I got, we got to clear it up. 146, 1, 2, 3, 4. Psalm. We're going to Psalms 146. 1, 2, 3, 4. Psalm chapter 146. Verse 1 reads. Praise ye, Yahweh. Praise Yahweh. Oh, my soul. Right. Verse 2. No, don't, don't put no words in there. Don't put no words in there. You okay. Is an interchangeable word with what word? The body. The, the body. body. Just don't be reading a bunch of verses. You don't know what you read. He, he said, my soul. And we already read. Come on back again. Sister Judas is reading in 1 verse 2 verse 7. Go back to two verse seven again. If we just can't be reading about the verses, we got to know what we read. Sooner or later, we all gonna be on the clock. And when you're on the clock, you got to deliver. So that's why we can come on this broadcast six nights a week to prepare y'all to be prepared to rehearse the righteous act. 
told, we come back to Genesis 2, verse 7 to read it again. Come on, Sister Judith. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 reads, And the Yahweh formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And man became a living soul. So the man is the soul. The soul is the man. That's interchangeable. Mm-hmm. That's interchangeable. The soul, you call that man a soul. Out there, look out your window when it's cold outside. Look at that post up out there in that cold air waiting, waiting on the bus. You don't say, Look at that whole body out there. But if you see them bring them out on the stretcher, look at, look at, look at that. They're coming, taking them out. That body, that body is taking to it on the stretcher. And what is the interchangeable word? The soul, the body, interchangeable words. It depends on how you find it. If you find them standing up out there in the cold air, and you're looking out the window, look at that post hole out there. I grab the bus hunt and pick up that post hole. Or you must well be going past the hospital somewhere and they bring the body out. Body bag. That's a body bag. You know, that's a soul, soul bag. It's a body bag. So it's the same individual. So the body. And the soul is interchangeable. It all depends on how you find it. So remember, don't add nothing to it. Just read the way you see it, but we can break it down for you to have it. Then rehearse the righteous act when you're on the clock. Come on back to 46, verse 1, out of verse 4 there. Young line. What's that? John chapter 146, verse 1 reads, Praise the Yaqua. Praise Yahweh, oh my soul. <clears throat> While I live, I will praise Yahweh. I will sing praises unto my Yahweh. While I have any being. Verse three: Put not your trust in prince, nor in the son of man, of whom there is no help. Verse four: His breath goeth forth; he returns to his earth. At that very day, his thoughts perish. What, what happened in verse 4 again? What, what, what goes forward again in verse 4? His breath goes forth. Go and, what, and what did the breath do according to verse 4? Return it to his earth. No, no, no. Read verse 4 again. Let's, let's break that down. Real careful. Verse 4. Verse 4. His breath goeth forth. Yes. He returned it to his earth. He returned to the earth. He returned to the earth. Not the breath. He. He returned to the earth. His breath go forward. His breath go forward. Mm-hmm. He returned to the earth. Is that what we're reading here? Mm-hmm. And, and in that very day, what happened to, he, to him? When his breath went forward, what happened to him according to verse 4? According to verse 4, what happened to him? All right. Verse 4. His thoughts perish. 
That means it's no need to go out there trying to visit nobody in the grave. Because in that very hour, what happens to their thoughts? His thoughts perish. Why? Because the breath of life have left the body. Mm -hmm. The breath of life have left the body. So it's no need you having vacation trips to go to the graveyard and and get comfort that way. That's Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. In that very same hour, what happened to their brain? They thought and cares. They don't know. They don't know you no more. It's over. Once the breath has left the body, it's no need to have no trips going out to the graveyard because they don't have a clue about you. Huh? Now we're gonna preach that that and the mother started off in Ecclesiastes chapter nine. You know, we're gonna see nothing we can tell you. See, we'll meet you where you're at. Because a lot of people, they, oh, 4th of July and all this kind of stuff, they, they, you have a graveyard of business. A lot of people come all over the world to visit their forefathers and foremothers they call their ancestors, right? Mm-hmm. But see, we go in the Bible and we just peep at what the Bible says. And we're going to Ecclesiastes chapter 9, there, Mother Eve, and we're going to find what the Bible says about this, this, the things that we do. See, the Bible tells you to serve. That's why you're going to recognize sooner or later who's standing before you. Now, we're going to 9, verse 1, and see what we can read. Let's read a little bit. Let's pick up at verse 9, 1 to 9, 2. And Sister Judas pick up at verse number 3. Elder, you pick it up at verse 5, down to 7. And Young Lion, pick up at 8, down to verse number 12. Y'all got it? This is what you're working with. Come on. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 1 and 2. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 1. For all this I considered in my mind, even to declare all this, that the righteous and the wicked, that the righteous, wise, and their works are in the hands of Yahweh. No man knows either love or hate by all that is before them. Verse 2. Verse 2. All things come alike to all, to all. There is one event to the righteous and to the wicked, to the good and to the clean, and to the unclean, and to him that sacrifice, and to him that sacrifice not, as as is the good, so is the sinner. And he that swears, as he that fears not fears any oath. Now what 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 Moses got to read? 
He said, it's one event after all. I don't care if you're good, bad, or unclean, unclean. One event going to happen to everybody. Ain't no way right. getting around it. I don't care how much you walk, jump, skip. One event for everybody. And uh, and the reason why he said that, uh, let's precept that, Elder. Let's precept that to 5 verse 12 of Romans. Precept that. Put that pose to me. Let's find out what that means. He said, this event is on everybody. I don't care how you do what you do, how you do it, or when you do it. This event going to happen to everybody. Why? Why? Paul will tell you why. 5 verse 12 of Romans. Bring it, Elder. Book of Romans, chapter 5, verse number 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and by and death by sin, so death passes upon all men, for that all have sinned. You see that? One man caused the problem of his death. One man caused the problem of his death. You see that one man, you know who that one man was. Now, so that now that death gonna pass on everybody. Everybody gonna take that behind your so far down. That is Paul explaining right there. This event is for all. Everybody gonna taste it because of what Adam did, according to four, I mean five verse twelve. Matter of fact, read a little bit more since we're on the case. Let's read let's read a little bit more. Let's just read that a little bit more and we can get back to more on whatever's going on Wednesday. But since you're on that case, for the national audience sake, because WCC stands here, we just so confused. Well, I know you confused with WCC. <laughs> We're going to read a little bit more. Verse 13, 13. down to verse 6. Come on, yo. 13 down to verse 6. Okay, verse 13. For until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. 14. Nevertheless, death resides from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. 15. But not as the offense. So also is the free gift. For if thou, for if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of Yahweh and the gift of my grace, which is by one man, Yahweh the Son, hath abounded unto many. Mm-hmm. So y'all see what he's saying now? He said, now, Adam caused you this problem. And the only way you get out of this problem is, is Yahweh the Son. He said, Adam caused this problem by what he did in the garden. So that death, by him sinning against the mighty one, when Yahweh told him, don't sin against me, Adam, I'm going to kill you. You're going to die. Now, Adam did so. So, but not only he died himself at Tower Point, Live to be 936 years. But from every man after that point, that death sentence was on them 
And he said, always get this death sentence off you by this other man, which he is a figure to him, which is the one that made him 38 of Luke. You talking on your head, so be it. You go to Luke 338 and find out who made Adam. So now, so you're on the way back to through him. Now pick it up at verse number next verse behind what else stop that sixteen. Romans chapter 5, verse 16. And not as it was by one that sent it, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one, the condemnation. But the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. Verse 17. For if by one man offense, death reigned by one, much more. They which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one. Yahweh the Son. You see that? Now, 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 I hope you, uh, you didn't get it. One man caused the problem out. And one man going to get you by her. So the devil's on you. You know the devil's on you. So every, every time you, you look in on your, that one out face, somebody done died. So we know it, the death came from Adam. But one man will get you out of his jail, and that's the one that made him. Y'all got it? Good. We don't leave that like it is. It was great subject matter, but time's running out. Come on back, Mother, Mother E. Now, now, Mother E. read her verse. So now, Sister Judas, pick it up at the ninth chapter, verse mm-hmm. 3, down to verse 5. Go read 3 to 5. And give me a closing statement, Sister Judas. Give me uh, three, four, and five in a closing statement. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verses 3 to 5. Verse 3 reads, this is, this is an evil among all things that are done under the sun, that there is one event unto all. Yea, also the heart of the sons of men is full of evil. And madness is in their heart they live. And after they after that they go to the dead. Verse four reads For him for to him that is joined to all the living there is hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. Mm. <clears throat> Verse five reads For the living know that they shall die, but the dead know not anything. Neither have they any more a reward for the memory of them is forgotten? Yeah. So now you, you, you tell those that need to be edified when you're going out and visiting the grave on these days that they'll put up for you. All you're doing is seeing your own flesh because the dead that's in that ground you're going to visit to rechange their flowers, they don't know. They don't know anything because their memory is gone. That breath that left them, which is memory, is gone. So those that go change the flowers on a graveyard, you know, once a year or every six, where I get my peace by going out to the graveyard, where you just getting your peace because you didn't talk wrong. That person in the ground, according to verse 5, where is their memory at, Sister Judith, according to verse 5? 
according to verse 5, where's their memory at? They, the last line in verse 5, what is their memory at? The memory is forgotten. Their memory is forgotten. So they ain't got a clue on what you own, period. You just out there wasting time. They ain't got a clue where you go and get your piece out there at the graveyard. You ain't got a clue. Because not only that, hey, Mother, here's read one verse to the day, Mother. Let's go to the 22nd chapter of Matthew, the protestate. Make it a, we're going to go get a, 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 a backup verse. Remember he said, I don't care if you good, bad, or whatever circumstance you is, you've been, you might be just straight as an arrow. But he answered the question about this in Matthew chapter, what I want, 22, from the Matthew chapter 22, and we just throw the statement on you. I read verse 29, just get warmed up. Matthew 22, 29 says what, mother? Okay. The book of Matthew chapter 22, verse 29 reads, Yahweh answered and said, Yahweh answered and said unto them, Ye do error, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of Yahweh. You see that? See, you see that? You see what happened, Mother? The, re- the reason why we dumb down today, we error because we don't know the scriptures. You're not taught right. But you will be taught right on any subject matter according to the Bible by voice of the truth and Get down to verse 31 32 in the closing statement. Listen to this. 31 32. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, 31, 31. Matthew chapter 22, verse 31 and verse 32. Verse 31. But as touching the resurrection of the death, have you not read that which was spoken? Hold on, mother. I'm touching the resurrection of the dead. Let's, let's talk about the resurrection of the dead. Let's, let's touch on this. On the resurrection of the dead. What is that? Okay. Shall ye not read that which was spoken unto you by Yahweh saying? Saying what? Saying what in 32? I am the Yahweh of Abraham and the Yahweh of Isaac. And the Yahweh of Jacob, Yahweh is not the Yahweh of the dead, but of the living. The Yahweh is not the Yahweh of the dead. It's the one you dead and over with. He got the spirit that's in you, whether it's good or bad in his hands. But Yahweh not looking over you. It's over with you. He's not the Yahweh of the dead, but the living. Okay. I know I, I know it's gotta be. Uh still can you talk on a little bit more? I ain't talking on nothing, WCC. I'm just gonna finish this up and, and, and you want to come one day and get in one of these six camps and learn something too. 
See, we know the world's going to break a loop and come look for the boys to go to his life. That's why the school banquet hall is all going to be, and we'll break it down for you. We're going to have you let you know. In the 1360s, Pope Gregory, he the one who invented that of pregnatory. Pope Gregory, Pope Gregory the 13th, he said it's to make a, a, a great fundraiser by telling the those that he was an outlandish man, Pope Gregory the 13th of the Catholic Church. He said he liked to sell a lot of money. So if you look up Pope Gregory the 13th, he invented called pregnatory, saying your mother and daddy or your loved ones in that ground. If you want them to go to heaven, you got to put them in that pot and let them or let these big bishops turn you upside down and take all the money out of your pocket. He said that was the greatest fundraiser he ever come up with. Because he plays on on your on your he plays on you. He plays on God. You know, oh well, I don't want my mom and my daddy halfway to heaven. I want them all the way up in heaven. Okay, put the money in that thing then. So now we look at the history of pregnatory. You'll find out Pope Gregory XIII, he the one invented that. He said that make a great fundraiser to tell the ones that have lost a loved one that read not be stuck between heaven and earth. Go on your computer and pull up Pope Gregory XIII. He said, your, your parents, your loved ones are stuck between heaven and earth. Well, I don't want them between. I want them to go all the way up. Well, you got to hit that price. Hit, hit, hit that thing. He said, that's the greatest fundraiser he ever came up with. And guess what? It's on your piece of telephone. Just put in Pope Gregory of the Opera of Pregnancy. Pregnancy. He don't want to invent it. Get your parents or your loved ones passed stuck between heaven and earth. He invented that. And he said the greatest fundraiser that he ever could come up with. Because everybody's parents, matter of fact, you go to a funeral today. Matter of fact, let's talk about it for a minute. You go to a funeral today and you might have people come at you and say, well, what kind of funeral do you want? We got the one with the wailing woman's in, but it cost you five hundred dollars more. You don't want to start crying. Mm-hmm. We got the wailing women to come. They out there in the truck. They come to the funeral. But I can go past and say, what, what how much you want to spend on this funeral? Three hundred dollar funeral five hundred dollars. You know what you want. How you want? You want the wailing women to come out the bus and sit out there. To come and get everybody worked up. They'll come in crying, run to the casket, right? They get you all worked up, and everybody get to crying. That ain't nothing but a show from Satan the devil. But you've been following mm-hmm. for all the time. That's why you ask, what kind of funeral you want? You want a regular funeral? There won't be no women coming and crying. You want, uh, if you want to put a little bit more money to it, I can get the women out there in the car. They'll come in, mm-hmm. they'll start crying on who you are. <laughs> <laughs> they'll start crying and, and you start crying. Then the band start working. Everybody, everybody, you see, this is a show from Satan itself. That's why we come as, we come as, we know we're not liked by nobody, really. But, you gotta understand something. You remember going to a funeral and asking what kind of funeral you want? You want the regular funeral, 300 Or you want the $500 funeral? What I get for 500 
Oh, you need to wave them women. These women come out, they act in the car now. They come out through a crime. Get you worked up. All right. Good. All right, that's enough there. Come on, uh, Mother, give me a closing statement there, Mother E. Come on. Well, thank you for bracing y'all for the class, and thank you for bracing y'all to be in the class, and thank you for bracing y'all for the ones that are listening, and thank you for bracing y'all for that I'm able to be in the class. Hallelujah. 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 Okay, uh, case in point, young line, and give me a quote from go to. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Let's get a pose. Let's get a case in point. Solomon is the wise man where he don't want to talk. Look at Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse number 19, down verse 21. How about this? What's the Bible? Bible speak. Ecclesiastes 3, 19 and 21. What does it say? All right. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 19 and 21. The book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, verse 19, reads, But what had befallen the sons of man, befallen beasts, either one thing befallen two. Hold up on, you read it wrong. He said, But that which befalls the sons of man, or that which befalls the sons of men, befalls beasts. The same thing happened to man. The same thing happened to the beast. Same thing. Come on. Yeah, well, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 19. But that which befallen, the sons of man, befallen beasts, even one thing befallen them, as one diet, so diet the other. Yea, they all have one breath, so that a man have no preeminence above a beast for all. Is vanity. Listen, All go into one place, or all of the dust, and all return to dust again. Read again. Read again. Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse twenty. All go into one place, all are of the dust, and all turn to dust again. How many? How many do it? Oh. oh, all do the same thing. Same thing happened to the the bull. Same thing happened to the man. It's no preeminent and one going one place, them going up. No, 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 no. Everything was created. The birds, everything, same thing. All go to one place. Mr. Preacher, you ain't put my mama, my grandmother up, up, up in the way. You lied from the pits of hell of Satan the devil. All returned back to the ground. All. You just had me to pay you three, four hundred extra dollars to put my mama past the stars moving the sky. You are lying to me and took my money. You hear me? <laughs> verse 20 again, come on. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 20. All go to one place. All are the dust, and all turn to dust again. Verse 21, the closing statement. Verse 21. Who knoweth 
the spirit of man that goeth upward, and the spirit of the beast that goeth downward to the earth. Yeah, who knows? Who, who knows? Who, who, who knows? Thank you. Your parents going fast where my parents didn't go because you got more money. Who knows that? We already told you what happened. All things Yahweh receives is the breath that you breathe. Your body go back to the ground and everything else go back to the ground but the breath of life. He got that in his hands and he placed that where he wanted. But you don't, you ain't going to charge me no five. $100 to put my mother, daddy, and uncle, uncle Roy in the stars, moon, and sky. That ain't going on. But that's what they do. That's why you be owing $10,000 for a film. I want to send my, my loved ones away real good. I'm going to pay $10,000 send them send them away real good. See that? Close the statement young line. Come out. All right. Reading closing statements. All right. I'm going to the Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 15, verse 11. Read. For as much as he know. Let me read that verse again. Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 15, verse 11. For as much as he knew not his maker and him that inspired unto him an active soul. And breathe it in a living spirit. Hallelujah. 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 Let's look at uh, the ninth chapter of the Queen's Act. And we're going to look at verse 5 down to verse 8 and slow this thing. So you see, we come on the airways. That's why the will tell you when you call the international line, don't call it cheap. Because we teach, if you pay attention, you'll be all right. Don't call it teach. Don't make it chew over your mouth. We know you don't know what you're talking about. Nine, take it verse number five to eight, the close statement. Come on. Ecclesiastes, what's chapter? Chapter nine, five down to verse eight, and the closing statement. Come on. Chapter nine, reading verses five to verse number eight. Verse 5 says, Well, the living know that they shall die, but the dead know not anything, neither have they any more a reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. 6. Also, their love and their hatred and their envy is now perished. Neither have they any more a portion forever in anything that is done under the sun. 7. Go thy way, eat thy bread with joy, and drink that wine with a merry heart, for Yahweh now accepteth thy works. 8. Let thy garments always be white, let thy head lack no point. Yeah, well, don't read, read verse 10 and 11 to close that. Give me 10 and 11. Give me 10 and 11 to close that. 10. Whatsoever thine hand findeth to do. Do it with thy might, for there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whether thou goest. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to, to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, 
nor the riches to the men of understanding, nor let favor to men of skill. But the time chance happened to all them, to them all. Read verse 10 again. Read your captain. Read, read for the master audience verse 10 one more time. Verse number 10. Whatsoever thine hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whether thou goest. Yeah. So once your loved ones get off in that ground, it's over. Ain't, that, ain't no Ouija board going to bring them up to ask them where you hit that money at? Uh, where did Grandma hit that money at? Well, you go to a, a soothsayer and he bring out a crystal ball and tell you, you know where the money is. Let me, let, me let me bring them up and they'll tell you where the money is. No, that don't work like that. Once you get it, once that breath leaves you, your mind is gone. No more memory. You don't know nothing. They ain't gonna know nothing until no sun and the moon is gone. So you see that? Stop paying money for that was not bread. Take that money and, and invest it into board silver two is alike for land, school, and banquet hall. That would need to be doing. Elder, Mr. Chief, closing statement is all yours. We catch everybody Wednesday night at six o'clock. Come on, y'all. It's all yours. Come on. Oh, Yakwa. Well, thank and bless uh, all the people who are tuning out tonight's class. Bless the seer, the mothers, and all the people that participated in the word of Yakwa. Well, we have just learned where the creation came from and how it was done in Genesis 2, that 7, when the first man was awakened with the breath of life and with the man's death in Ecclesiastes. That was uh, chapter 12. Verse number seven. From the dust we return and to the earth. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.